and we are back with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Pavona, joined alongside by Grayson Sheepy G Marino and Andrew Johnson. Another interesting week in the NFL. A lot of big-time injuries, to say the least. Some teams have now made some, you know, have had to make now quarterback changes, and their Super Bowl hopes now look very dim. But, guys, a lot of craziness to overcome from this past week in the NFL. We'll have to see what this week upcoming brings us. But any internal thoughts to start off? Uh, um, yeah, it's a bad time to be a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I guess so, yeah. That's one way to look at it. That's uh, definitely one way to look at it. No way to look at it is Tyler Huntley's GOAT. Uh, I don't know about that You knew one. that, though. You knew that, this though. Is Tyler true. Huntley is an underrated quarterback. Agreed. Uh, when no. Lamar Jackson eventually becomes a New York football giant, don't, uh, don't do chance. Tyler Huntley will be the uh, starter of that team. And he'll dominate. All right, so since we're on our, um, you know, our cap season, let's go to the Thursday night game that we had this past week between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Um, the Thursday night game. <laughs> yeah, I knew, knew that was going to happen. Um, I mean, it's tough to really say what really comes down to this game. I mean, New England just was flat foot on offense. Buffalo didn't look that great offensively in this game, but they did just enough to win, and their defense was very strong. Really gave Mac Jones a hard time, you know, finding any receivers. His leading receiver was actually a corner and Marcus Jones. So rough night for the Patriots. They dropped to six and six. Bills now go to nine and three. And with a the amount of losses that happened this past week for the AFCs, the Bills now are back into first place in the division. And with the Chiefs, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But with the Chiefs game, they also now go back into the first seed in all of the AFC. I'm going to say one thing and one thing only. Matt Patricia has to go. I'm over him already. Oh, look, the obvious. Yeah, I'm I, over I'm him. Joe Judge. I, I, it's more Matt Patricia's fault. He's the one calling the offensive plays. It was kind of 50-50 in the beginning, so, and then Matt Patricia took over from him. Uh, so Joe Judge words, is fine. He could be an assistant. like He could be on the staff. He just can't call plays. So in other words, a defensive-minded guy should not be calling head offensive plays. Uh, thank you, Captain Obvious. I, I, I agree with Matt Jones digging into him, just yelling at him the side sidelines. It's kind of like the uh, this is kind of throwback to when Brady used to just yell at Josh McDaniels. That was funny, but this was this was kind of sad. I don't want to be that asshole, but um, this was kind of funny. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was hysterical. You, you, you've had all your laughs for all these years. Now it's Now it's time for people to laugh at you. I don't like this. I want to go back to. Uh, I want to go back to winning. <laughs> I mean, listen, we had that conversation. Would Would you want Brady back? No. And we, yeah, that was your answer. So, no, because I think it'd be foul to have this throw Matt Jones under the bus like that. That'd be beyond foul no, for a forty six year old man. I mean, because is it? Oh boy, here we go with this conversation. I'm Matt not having Jones this conversation. Kind of bad. <laughs> I'm not having this conversation. Uh, oh this boy. is your Auburn bias coming out. I'm not going to have it. No. No, it's not. I don't think it's the Auburn bias. I think it's just been an up I, and down season for New England. They they Matt go Jones from, came out of Auburn. Grayson would, would call him football that's Jesus. That's what I'm going to say. I don't, I, I don't know about that. What if, are you talking about? If Matt that's Jones was a Mountaineer, he'd be actually got to has not, I don't know. It has nothing to do with that. It's really no, it's, the fact that New England really has been not. so Jekyll and Hyde this season. I mean, it, it, at six and four, you thought, okay, you know what? Everything's back on track. They're going to make the playoffs. Oh, no, I, no, hold, hold the phone. I was the only guy, if I recall, in this podcast that high that had high expectations for New England. Yeah, because I hope you said them. they were going to win like seven games. And right now they're still they on track to do that. They probably <laughs> can win seven games. They're at six and six right now. Okay, you could which means they can win one, seven games. You, you could easily go one and four in the last five. Yeah, you could, you could, that but is, I doubt it. Look at Johnson, remember the schedule right now is not in your favor either. You're only favorable in what in two games the rest of the season. Yeah, so you win the, you pull off an upset in two games, and you take care of business until. That's your only hope. I don't know if you get that done. Well, I'm going to pray for it, but uh, offense was anemic outside the first quarter for New England, and uh, 
It's this was another Offense boring was first night football than, game. Other than that one touchdown from Marcus Jones. Yeah, that outside the first quarter. Yeah, that you mean that one play. That's it. No, because they at least looked decent in the first quarter. Like they weren't terrible. Like they weren't going three and out. What do you what do you define decent? Uh, not going three and out. (laughs) At least being able to somewhat drive down the field. You going fifteen yards doesn't doesn't count as a decent drive. Sorry to tell you. Uh, They were awful. New England's got to fix some things if they want to make the playoffs. It's called get a starring quarterback. Oh, wait. No, I think an offensive coordinator needs to. Bill Belichick needs to be the one calling the plays. Bailey Zappi was perfectly fine. You're a moron. I'm not going to have this discussion. We Uh, had this discussion a couple weeks ago. Really? Um, Bailey Zappi's looked better than Mac Jones has in his whole career. I'm going to just. Just gonna just keep going on topic. Um, I need to get a moment for just like there should be like a cap button. Like Ryan Hicks, if you're out here listening right now, can you record a sheep take button for us? Hold on, we can hit Johnson. Johnson, this season, how many? You just said his entire career, so no, we're not gonna say his season. You just said his entire career. Well, I mean, you only have Bailey Zappi compared to right now. Okay, how about right now? Bailey Zappi has five touchdowns. Do you want to know how many Mac Jones has? Yeah, he has seven. I'm aware. Oh, oh, he's the second coming to Christ. It's your Alabama bias. No, he fucking sucks. You just said Bailey Zappi looked good, better in the most couple of games. He really did. Both, been Mac Jones' entire career. For everyone listening, I'm being held Am against my own will. I don't want to be in this Yeah, you are wrong because he was a Pro Bowl quarterback last year. <laughs> you make it like the Pro Bowl actually gives <laughs> That's the good. That that was the Listen, best. Listen, you can say he's not better than he's. Oh my god! Bailey Zappi is not better than Mac Jones. That, that is an fantastic. absolute retardation. Oh my god! Mitch Trubisky was a Pro Bowl quarterback. What does that mean? Listen, Mitch Mitch Trubisky got a didn't get a fair uh, deal yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, uh-huh. Matt Nagy's not a good coach. We know. Uh-huh. That. Are you gonna sure. say he's? You gonna say Matt Nagy's a good no, coach? But you're gonna tell me Mitch Trubisky's a good quarterback? I uh, think he's a decent quarterback. I think he's serviceable in the right conditions. Your argument just gets better and better by the second. It's fantastic. But go on. You know, no, though, tell me. You said that Bailey Zappi looks better than Mac Jones in his entire career in those couple games. Yeah, I'd still take Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones. Who did Bailey, who did Bailey Zappi play? Oh, oh, come on, because you have a Bailey Zappi expert. You didn't even want to fucking start this guy. I said that, I said this is the guy who had fucking potential. Once again, I'm being held against my will. I don't play like the Giants. He did not play the Giants. This yeah, good, a, good oh, pre-season. Oh, yeah, yeah, what, what, in preseason? Are you going to talk preseason football? <laughs> yes, That's we're going to count preseason. Yeah, bro, we're going to count preseason <laughs> football where the Browns would go 4-0 and every year and then go, <laughs> un- and go winless in the regular no, season? I got it. Everyone, shut up. He, he beat played, Cleveland. He played in the wow, Packers. Wow, he beat the Browns. Holy shit! I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, just he kidding. played Detroit when they weren't good, and he beat the Browns. Congratulations! Fine, everyone have a nice night. I mean, he looked elite against Detroit. I don't know about you. He looked elite against Detroit. He only had four incompletions. Yeah, how many yards did he throw for? Uh, one eighty-eight. Oh, that's an elite quarterback to you. One hundred eighty-eight I mean, yards. Mac Jones has had games, has had way more games than. I'm Mac. not calling him an elite quarterback. Bro, hold on. Bro, Mac Jones has had one, two, three, four, four under 200 fucking yard games this year. Are you shitting me? Uh, what games and what teams were those against? Buffalo, who's secondary. Okay. Not good right now. Buffalo's a good They're defense, hurt. but okay. Okay. India, Indianapolis. Colts actually have a good defense, best defense this year. That's not. Keep Nick, going. Come that, on. That, 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 that. The has, Jets? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, the Jets. Jets, have the Jets with Saw Scott. Okay, yeah. Gonna have a good defense. Continue, please. And then the Bears. Where he didn't. Uh, he, he, he got hurt. He got played hurt. fucking okay. like five snaps for that. He played like under. Okay, he fair. played under court. No, get yeah, out of here. He, get he, out he of did, here. Okay, he did throw an interception off the sky camera. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, you mean when he came back from injury? 
That was the he's first game back from injury. Yeah. yeah, and I and we all said that he shouldn't have been rushed into playing yeah. that game. Bailey Zappi's better. Just change. You're never going to change my mind I on it. I want to apologize to everyone. I hate this entire argument. I'm cringing every single word that you two are speaking right now. Good. I'm going to keep on doing it. We know, Grayson, we're going to talk for the next 40 minutes about Bailey Zappi now. This is the Bailey Zappi pod. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, I'm I'd prefer it to be a Tyler Huntley pod. I- I'm out. Nope. I'm out. Nope. Can we get last, a Sam Darnold pod? Last time next? you see. Last time you all hear my voice. <laughs> all right. Well, moving on. I didn't even get the uh, the fact that Von Miller is out for the season with the torn ACL because we had this stupid ass uh, conversation. I felt like I brought it up already. I apologize. No. No, we had to talk about stupid Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. Who gives a damn? Um, I even said I didn't want to talk about this, Nick. So I was what? I was had to defend no, this. I, you I was people played on Thursday. No, 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 no. Hold on. Anytime my team loses, we gotta talk about it. If your yeah. team loses, you damn well believe we're talking about it. I got yes, you, I'm aware. I'm aware of this. I said I was gonna talk about it. I'm but angry. No, I don't like this. I don't like this. I'm angry. No. Oh, good. I'm angry, angry too. This is an you angry pod. Why? Because there's an absolutely bum playing quarterback for the New England Patriots. No. Uh, I'm going to the next game. I'm I'm sick and tired of this stupid ass argument. No more. I'm no, angry Nick, for I'm now rooting actively rooting against the Giants because that's the only football team. He is making an argument for your backup. I said it's a stupid argument. That's actually in favor of Mac Jones. Why are you arguing with me? I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying now, by default, I'm going to have to fade the Giants the rest of the season because... All right, come on. It, you bring it, up the next game, then. I, I want to talk. It's you two. Go right up. <laughs> so, speaking of the New York football Giants, them and the Washington Commanders had an uneventful game this past Sunday where it ended in a tie. It feels like every season the Commanders uh, tie of someone for the Giants. It was the first time in 25 years. Uh, 0-0 in 10 minutes of... Regulation overtime. Graham Gano just barely missing a field goal with the time expiring. Yeah, um, I mean, this is definitely an interesting game. Uh, Washington's been relatively hot. I would say they've the been giant, the Giants have been on more of a downslope. I felt I called the Giants lukewarm, but the Commanders red hot. Yeah, that's a that's a very fair statement. Um, I expected more out of Washington, but at the end of the day, they were even teams. I mean, well, the loser back- of this game would have suffered, according to ESPN, but had a forty percent drop in their playoff uh, chances. So whoever wow. lost the game would have went down by forty percent, roughly Ooh. forty. I think for the Commander is thirty-eight, and I think for the Giants it was forty. But since they tied, uh, nothing both, really happened. Yeah. That's crazy, and um, Nick. You're you're gonna have to talk about this now. Um, oh, I'm allowed to speak. Yes, you have to talk about oh, this. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, I've been angry since this game. Um, let's just face facts. The Giants could have won this game on multiple occasions. They didn't want to win. Darius Slate had a really bad drop in you know at the end of regulation that could have set the Giants up for the game-winning field goal. Didn't happen. Um, let's see. Taylor Heineke got drilled by Kayvon Thibodeau in overtime, could have easily prevented a fumble, did not happen, so I was angry at that. And then Greg Gano missed the field goal. Can't really blame him because it was a long one. Um, yeah, I hate ties. Yeah, I, thought you you were watching, I thought you were done watching soccer, too. I think this a tie, should be, tie should be gone. Uh, I really don't like the point of a tie. It does well, nothing for me. Yeah, maybe they should have field goal uh, shootouts instead. Whoever can start, whoever can progressively kick no, the longer field goals, the team college, that wins. I want college fucking rules year round. I will have a goddamn stroke if that happens. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Nick, come on. On the third attempt, two point conversions? No. Oh, no. God, that'd be no. awesome. No. Yes. 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 You need therapy. No, you need to be more imaginative. Uh huh. Just, um, just hold on, Nick. Just imagine this. We're sitting there. No. Week six matchup. No. Bengals and the Ravens. 
just going from the you know you even back it up to the thirty. Give give them the thirty yard line instead of the twenty. You know, ten more yards because you're pros. It'd be fantastic. It'd be great. Uh yeah. Um, I'm gonna go on a, out on a limb here and say no, thank you. Um, Unbelievable. I'd rather see a tie. No, ties are boring. I would rather just see my team win. Well, obviously, but you know, because you get it's, to a win by playing overtime. Because it gets worse for the Giants because they play the Eagles this upcoming week. They really needed to win this game. Yeah, that's a very. This was a, a must-win because the schedule does not get easier for this team. No, I mean the fact that it took Daniel Jones till overtime to get the two hundred yards is a problem. They don't throw the ball. What do you expect? Um, I mean he threw the ball. 31 times. I yes, mean, because at towards, and that was were mostly towards the end of the game. I still expect my quarterback to have more than 200 yards. The Giants all season have not been throwing the football. It's been about running the ball. I understand that, but the run game wasn't really that good outside of Daniel Jones yes, running the ball. I understand. So you have to throw. You have yeah. to be able to complete passes. Oh, I'm sorry, Grayson. I'm sorry that he can't Darius throw the Slayton ball to th- uh, thing one and thing two because Darius Slayton has, by the way, the second highest drop rate in the NFL. So I hundred helping him. That's a very fair point. But Slayton also had a huge catch that gave him the majority of his yards for the day. Yeah, he also had a huge drop that could have won them the game. Well, don't put it in his hands. You know he can't catch. Who else is he going to throw the ball to? Isaiah Hodgins? Uh, well, maybe have a better receiving core. They're all injured. Even healthy, they still don't have a good receiving core. I know. Thank you, Gettleman. <laughs> See what you two have done. You started this stupid argument. Now I'm angry. Then you had to bring up this game. Now I'm even more angry. Go to the next well, game. Why do you oh, have to I, be I'm mad? Sure it's only the, game. Game. The, next, go, the next game is about one of your favorite teams, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Who dominated the Tennessee Titans and now are 11-1 to start the season. Yes, because the Titans have made to a, talk about this. Yeah, I'm gonna talk. All they're gonna bring up is the Titans made a stupid trade with AJ Brown, and they paid for it because AJ Brown absolutely torched him this past Sunday, and it got to the point where it was so bad that they hired or fired their GM this past week. I think so, that's hilarious, Phil. Yeah, huh. Did, has anybody seen the video around of Vrabel after they traded AJ Brown? Yeah, he loses the, his mind. The absolute disgust on his face made no sense because you didn't want to. It was pick a horrible him. trade. It was a horrible trade, but it was just so funny. You just look at, you look at Rabel, and he's just like, "You fucking idiot!" I just love what? the owner of the Titans is watching that game on uh, on Sunday. It's like, uh huh, mm-hmm. and then he's like mentally preparing. So, okay, so how am I going to tell this guy he's fired now? He's just watching. You think it was after the first touchdown or the second touchdown that he said, "Okay, I'm going to fire this man." Uh, probably, probably the first. Uh, probably after it was probably the first one because it was when he got the touchdown. They called it back, and then he scored the exact next play <laughs> on the exact yeah. same play. <laughs> That's gotta be one of the most ignorant things I've ever seen in my life. That they really went back to him on the same play, basically just on the opposite side. They're of the like, field. yeah, be yeah, be set. Miss secondary isn't smart enough to figure this out. Let's just do it like, again. That was so ignorant. It, it, and it I such a travesty that the Titans are going to be in the playoffs because the AFC South is so bad. Outside of Derrick Henry, this entire team does not deserve to make the playoffs. Uh, I agree, and I said this. I said the Titans will win their uh, division on the back of Derrick Henry. I mean, but like yeah. Derrick Henry is even having that great of a year, though. He's like, having a good no, year. He's having a good year. Uh, but it's not. I mean, I don't. He's gonna rush for like thirteen, fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, that's already... not. He's over that, isn't he? He's currently at one thousand seventy-eight. Yeah, I mean. He's having a very good year, but it's not. He's had way too many games where he's been like. It's because they're keying on him, but he's had a lot of non 50 to 100 yard well, games. Yeah, this when year. Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback you, and you don't have a true number one wide receiver, things oh, like yeah, this are going to happen. Uh, I'm, Nick, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, I wouldn't say he's having a great season. That's all. He's, he's having a good year. It's not great. It's not Derrick Henry esque. I well, remember he's coming off an injury from last season, so no, that also I'm, could be a factor agreed, into it. But uh, that's that was more of my point of like, you know, it, this isn't 
what we've been seeing out of Derrick Henry the last, what, four or five years where he's just an absolute unit putting up 100-yard games like it's nothing. Yeah, uh, but let's go to the next game. Extremely boring, uh, but some pretty significant news out of it. Lamar Jackson injured in the Ravens win over the Broncos. Absolute snooze fest. Ravens win this, I believe, 10 to 9. Yep. Good news is, or depending on how you want to look at it, Lamar Jackson's only going to be out for up to three weeks. So positive spin on that. Kind of yes, best case scenario for Baltimore because it could have been mm-hmm. a lot worse. They I probably don't win the uh, division now. I think the if the Bengals step it up the next couple of weeks. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not letting him get away with that. I what Say that again. Oh, I, I've been saying this for years. Huntley's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I can't. I, I, this isn't like a... You might need to I've find been saying this for a while. Pod. I think Huntley's a better passer than Lamar Jackson. I'm... All right, I'm just going to... I'm not going to acknowledge I, it. Uh, I, 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 how am I supposed to respond? Um, how, how, would you, how would you like me to respond? Um, To acknowledge that I'm right. Which is the truth. I would really like to acknowledge the fact that you've... Mm, never mind. Lamar Jackson Continue. is RG3 with a slightly better arm. I, I, I don't even know. I, I really... You might have to find someone else to finish the rest of this podcast. He made me angry. Uh, I try, I was trying to calm down. Well, Nick, I want, to, I want you to calm down. I don't care. And I wanted to give you... Give your uh, outlook on the Ravens' season for the next couple weeks without Lamar Jackson. Um, well, they're going to go three and zero because Huntley's a fucking stud. I know, and I can't even give my, I can't give analysis now. He he's completely ruined every take I'm going to try to make. I, here's why I look at it, Johnson. I'll try to give you something I can basically barely give you. They're playing the Steelers, the Browns, and the Falcons, who all have losing records. My issue is is that I don't like him in the Steelers game. I don't like him in the Browns game. I still think if they if Lamar's back by the Falcons game, they win. Um, if Huntley plays, I still like them in that game. So I only like them in one of their games the next couple the next three weeks. So you think uh, one and two is most likely two and one? They're in really great shape. If Lamar's out three weeks, I think one and two is most likely. Yeah. Okay, that's a fair analysis, and I think the Bengals might overtake them over the next couple of weeks as well. Most likely, they probably will. Okay, I mean, we know my stance. Uh, yeah, we we don't we don't need to go back to that one. Let's go to the next game. Yeah, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings hanging on in a nail biter, barely squeaking by against the lowly lowly. I, don't, I like calling them the lowly Jets. I can't say they're lowly if they're in the playoffs, but it's just fun to say it like that. Uh, but kind of went nail biter. Uh, Jets had multiple occasions where they could have scored they went four and out a couple of times and they just couldn't get it done at the very end there the vikings defense stayed strong on at the goal line jets couldn't get it done mike white public enemy number one now no i don't think you could blame the no. game on mike white no that not yet no i it, they listen he eight he, opportunities couldn't get it done how many opportunities he they went fourth they had they went fourth and out twice and uh no, last couple of minutes, didn't yes, they? I, yes, I understand. But you, you're still getting thrown into a situation like that. He isn't the most experienced quarterback. This is only, what, his third or fourth star in the league? There's still things to be brought upon. Now, he's playing the Bills next week, so it does get any easier for him. But the Vikings have been a good team this season. There's nothing really to be ashamed of losing to a Vikings no, absolutely team. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, they played a really good game, the Jets. Offensively and defensively. And they um, were... And they were down double digits throughout most of yeah. this game. Um, I, I wish the Jets ran the ball a little bit more, honestly. I understand they were down, but I mean you wanna I would have liked to have seen Robinson get a little bit more action. Well he wasn't even act well, he was wasn't active in their game against no, the I Bears. Know. And they only made him active for this game because Michael Carter was out. Yeah, no, I'm not even saying run the ball. I mean, I would have even liked to see him a little bit more out of the backfield. I understand he's probably playing a little hurt, but just to be a little bit more of a a distraction even out there. 
I mean, this he is still a really good running back. I think that would have helped them. But at the end of the day, Mike White has a relatively good game. You wish he would have been able to close out um, a couple of those drives. But you were facing a Minnesota team pre-4 o'clock, so they yeah. were pretty much done for from the start. Yeah, I think you. Uh, I think we summed that up pretty nicely there. I want to head over to the next game now. Again, more terrible quarterback news. Uh, Niners defeat the Dolphins despite an injury to Jimmy G. It looked like it was season-ending there for a little bit, but we did get good news that Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess this is good news, only going to be at upwards of seven to eight weeks, so potentially he should be Jimmy back G could be playoffs, back and playing playoff on, football. Depending on if the Niners make a deep run. Yeah, Brock Purdy didn't look too bad. Mr. Irrelevant looked pretty good in that win against yep. the Dolphins, too. No, he. I mean, granted, he has solid. a lot of weapons on offense around him. He has Brandon Mayuk. He's got Debo Samuel. He's got CMC. Uh, lots Kittle. of weapons on offense. Yeah, George Kittle. He's got lots of weapons. On, I don't want to say weapons, but a really stout defense around him. Uh, so no, for 100%. a rookie quarterback that was thrown into the middle of a game, he looked good. However, I'm going to say the majority of rookie quarterbacks that are thrown midway through a game are good. It's how they respond to the next week which is a make or break because now the coaching staff on the other team is going to have a week to game plan against him. So I believe they're playing the Buccaneers this week. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. Yeah, he's playing Tampa Bay next week, his first NFL start. So Todd Bowles is going to, he's going to have some time to game plan against Brock Purdy and he's going to have to, he can expose, he's a defensive minded head coach. I think this is going to be a good litmus test for him. But remember, he's been most of their practice squad. He was realistically their practice squad quarterback for a while. And now, he was facing the Niners defense in a lot of those practices, and you, people could say the Niners defense is the it's best defense. Out. defense. It's good. Yeah, it's one of the best defense, if not the best defense in the NFL. I would say, considering how the Buffalo defense has been injured, that they're probably the best defense. Like, that the Niners are the best defense in the league. I mean, the line to the secondary and the Tiners, uh, Tiners on the Niners are just top-notch. Oh, 100%. Uh, they're, they were a top three defense no matter what, but with the Bills being as hurt as they are defensively, um, they're probably the best defense in the league. Yeah. Well, and them uh, in Denver. I, Tua finally, uh, the Dolphins finally get a loss this season with Tua starting and finishing a game. Now we can finally put that stupid narrative to rest. And uh, the Niners, for, I think the Niners were sleepers to win the Super Bowl. I think with the Jimmy G injury, it's a little tough now because you don't know how he's going to respond if he comes back in time for the playoffs. But if he does, I still like the chances. So season isn't gone for Jimmy G. You were hoping uh, that we're going to get into this later, but when Baker Mayfield was dropped this week by the Panthers, that maybe the Niners would get the chance to scoop him up. But unfortunately, they didn't. He didn't fall far enough in the waivers. Another team scooped him up, which we'll get to later. But Niners season outlook looks okay right now. I think they just have to go 500 the rest of the year uh, to really realistically just limp in the playoffs and get Jimmy G back and kind of let him lead this team to glory. Yeah, I agree. Um, it. I think that they're probably going to take a step or two back. I think Purdy could play that uh, clock manager. And game manager role. Oh, that's all that Kyle Shanahan wants at the end of it. Exactly. I, that's what I don't he think wants. He wants a game gonna, manager. And I think he'll be able to do that pretty well. Um, I mean, Miami showed what I would like to say their true colors. Their defense is fake. Um, Two had been good pretty much all year, but I still wasn't sold on him. Um, showed his showed what he could do against the elite defense. Yeah, you know, there's really not much to talk about for this game for me. McCaffrey has another really good game. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Nick, any yeah. final thoughts on this game? Also, Debo Samuel not being fully healthy yet, and this offense still being that good is crazy. Um, <laughs> my only really take from this is the is. With the 
how bad the division realistically outside of Seattle, the Niners don't really have much competition in that division because the Cardinals and Rams are absolutely atrocious. So the, the Niners could still win the division and could still really realistically down the stretch of the season not be that great. Because Seattle, the, the jury's still out on them. You don't know if they're a good team or not. They could also falter down the stretch of the season and also really finish not great. So for San Francisco, as long as you get to the postseason, you give that sli- slight slim of hope that Jimmy G could come back and try to lead them to another Super Bowl appearance. And for Miami, listen, there's still things to be fixed upon with their defense. Um, Tua had one of his had a really rough game, but he's still, you know, he's still having a really good season for this team. Obviously, they have to pick it up in the next couple of weeks, especially if they want to try to win the division. But with a big um, primetime game this upcoming weekend, they have a chance to do it. All right, and I want to head into our next game now. Uh, Win of the week, let's say, Bengals with the, I don't want to say monster upset, but with a huge win against the Kansas State Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Absolute, I don't want to say a stunner, but Joe Burrow without Joe Mixon, Samaji P. Ryan has really stepped up these last couple weeks. Uh, But Joe Burrow continues to impress week in and week out. And is he a dark horse for MVP at this point? MVP is I'm not saying he's going to win it, but I think he's a dark horse. It's a weird conversation right now for MVP. Yeah, I would probably have to wait another Mahomes week or two. Mahomes is probably still the Holmes favorite. Is the favorite right now. Yeah. yeah uh, but he's definitely a, a close second, I'd say. Mahomes has probably got locked up, though. If he continues to play the way he has. Yeah. Which nothing in my wildest dream says that he won't. And listen, Mahomes wasn't yeah. that great in this game, but he still did enough to keep the Chiefs alive. He's looked human the last couple of weeks. They've all, they've had a couple of issues with the injuries yeah. too, so that's I mean, also receiving playing core a hasn't been healthy at all. Yeah, it's um, a mix of receiving receiving core. They're missing Clyde now. Uh, yeah, a couple of things aren't breaking their way uh, in December, which. For wildest time, but Patrick Mahomes in December was pretty much unstoppable, and then he met Joe Burrow. Joe Shiesty, the goat. That's my quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I does Joe Burrow man. have his number though? Maybe I shouldn't say his number because they don't go against each other. But does he have the Chiefs' defense number? Definitely does because Jamar uh, first came does. back and he had ninety-seven yards receiving off the rip. Yeah, so, he's. Chase is definitely Chase definitely has their number. Burrow has been really good in the games against the Chiefs, and that's including their playoff matchup last year. So yeah, I mean, the Chiefs Burrow's have to just out, been good in yeah, general. The Chiefs have to figure out a way how to stop that really good offense because if they don't, it's going to be another disappointing end of the season for Kansas City, like it was last year. Yeah, I mean, and like like you said earlier, I mean, Samaje uh, Perrine's been really good, or Pirine. Piran, um, yeah. it's Piran. Yeah, it's um, Piran. has been really solid, but I mean, he's not Joe Mixon. Like this team with Joe Mixon is that offense is deadly. They, oof. there's not much to say. How do you stop them? Because if you sell out for the run, well, you can't because Jamar Chase is out there and Higgins and Boyd. Like you're in a position where defensively, I don't know how you stop them. I really don't. When they're fully healthy, they're, they're a very, very hard team to stop. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Bengals, we knew this all along, that they were, on paper, a great team. My only issue with them going into the season, like it's been all year, was their coaching. Now, that hasn't played a big factor yet, but as the season comes down to it, Will coaching, you know, cost them like it did in the Super Bowl? That was a big reason why they did not win last year. Zach Taylor needs to figure out something down the stretch of the season. But with the injury to Lamar Jackson, now the Bengals are in a good position to potentially overtake them and lead the AFC North and win that division for the second straight year. All right. Um, A couple more games to recap here. Uh, Two games here. First one. 
uh, Sunday Night Football, Cowboys just blowing out the Colts. There really wasn't much here to say. I think the most news coming out of a Cowboys organization was Jerry Jones has really cooled off on Odell. I think that's going to be more important than the actual game itself. I mean, the, the, the issue for this game was it was a close game going into the fourth quarter. It was a two-point lead for Dallas. The Colts were playing you know, back and forth. They were keeping this game close, and then they gave up an early touchdown to Michael Gallup, and then on their next possession, on their opening possession for the Colts in the fourth quarter, they fumbled the ball, and right there, 14 points in a matter of 18 seconds for Dallas. It started off a wave of momentum. Dallas outscored the Colts 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter. They put up 54 on Sunday Night Football. Colts have been one of the biggest disappointments this year for the NFL. A lot of people thought they were going to win the AFC South, including myself. And it's just been downright disappointment week in and week out for this team. And for Dallas, you're right. The biggest concern now with them is they're 9-3. But now what do they do about Odell Beckham? The rumor is they were going to try to sign him. But now they're worried that he's still not going to be ready until mid-January. So is there really a point to giving him a contract right now? For Dallas, they said no. We're going to probably look more into his injury, and we're going to wait on, you know, signing him potentially um, and figure out if he's going to be healthy en- enough for the playoffs. So everyone is playing a wait-and-see game on Odell Beckham. Yeah, I really don't know how to feel about Odell coming off that injury. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where he goes. The Giants would obviously be where – a lot of people near us want him. Um, it's a regional pers- bias. Yeah. I would personally say if I were him and the Bills are offering, I'd go play there. Be the be the number two to Diggs. Like, or even... Three. I don't know if a lot of these say- top teams want to mess with their chemistry, though. I think that's another issue, too. But at the same time, like... Well, you got to think about Look, Look at what it did for the Rams last year. It didn't really. That's ruin- what I was about to say. It, at first, it did look like it was going to. The Rams were a mercenary that. team, though. Let's let's make that clear. Uh, the, the Rams are a mercenary team. No, but this is but that's why you you look at one of those top teams like Dallas and Buffalo. You add another big time playmaker, it really adds to your you know your entire team because I mean with the Cowboys Rams, are pretty much a whole homegrown team though. That's the thing, like. That is a built team. As much as you can hate Jerry Jones, that is a built team. No, it is. That's fair. Dak and Zeke and Michael Gallup and the entire secondary of the old line. This is a team that was built through the draft and not really for uh, big free agent signings, uh, which is a kind of a breath of uh, fresh air. Uh, Built, not bought. So I I could see why Jerry Jones would be hesitant and say, listen, you know, I built this team. I'm confident in, you know, their abilities. I don't think we need Odell. So I could see him easily saying that. No, I agree with that. I personally, I just think him going to the Bills is the perfect fit. I think it's an upgrade from Isaiah McKenzie. Obviously, a big um, time. It's a massive upgrade, and I would just that then takes even more pressure off Diggs, which opens him up even more because teams are going to focus on Odell in the slot, no matter what. So, you know, you move Diggs around the field a little bit, cause a little confusion, it would be a deadly, deadly weapon to add to that team. That without a a legit starting running back, or elite running back. Yeah, I mean, they've been kind of doing the, uh, they've been splitting duty with, um, what he calls it. Singletarium, yeah. Yeah, as I say, Dalvin Cook's brother, forget his first name. James Cook. James Cook, yep. James mm-hmm. Cook, James Cook. Yeah, we've been um, in between James Cook and Devin Singletary recently in the last couple of games. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, Singletary is way better of a receiving back, and Cook should be way better. The power back. In, yeah. But I'm just – you add one more of those elite receivers. Like, it's just – I just don't know how you'd stop that offense. That's another offense. It's kind of like – it's like the Bengals. But – with the difference of where uh, Burrow's way more of – he runs, but he's not like Allen, where Allen will just drop his head and just run for 40 yards and not give a shit. Yeah, no, where absolutely. Burrow's a little I, bit more of a, a conservative runner if yeah, he has no, to I, move. I agree with you. 
right. And uh, final thoughts on this game before we move on. Um. Yeah, Cowboys, unfortunately, are good. Colts absolutely suck. Yeah, there wasn't really much to talk about for this game. Yeah, not, more about the storylines driving it rather than the game itself. But yeah, yeah. anyone wants to talk about a fourth quarter, Buccaneers pulling off, Tom Brady pulling off some magic once again. 13-point deficit gone in about six minutes. Not as even Buccaneers, three minutes. Three minutes? I was going to give it. They scored a touchdown. I was going to say... They, they, it was sixteen to three with about three minutes left in the fourth quarter. I was gonna give him. I forgot exactly where it started. I know it started inside the uh, inside the six or seven minute mark. I didn't know how much time it was exactly, but Buccaneers uh, pulling some magic, coming back from a thirteen point fourth quarter deficit to defeat the Saints on Monday Night Football. One of the crazier fourth quarters we've seen uh, this season. We knew this was going to be a defensive minor. Mind a game, and despite that huge comeback, the under still hit, which is absolutely hilarious to me. Yeah, because these two teams, when they play each other, always play defense, and the offense are absolutely terrible. Yep. Uh, they take a back seat to say the least. But uh, is Tom Brady playing better post divorce? Yes. Yes, that's a real thing, right? A hundred percent. Because he got divorced around halfway through the season, or maybe around week seven or so. That makes sense. Yeah, I feel he's like he's re- been he's been better since then. He's relieved. He doesn't have the stress of the woman that is Giselle. You know, trying to keep him away from the boys. Oh, and man. you know what? It's showing. I'm not gonna say that, but I just uh, think it's maybe it is. Uh, maybe since the divorce is already out in the open, and he doesn't have to really. I don't want to say conceal it or hide it up anymore, but. Uh, no one's really dwelling apart upon it anymore. It's kind of out in the open. It's you know out of his mind as well, so he can focus more on football. I think it's more, uh, from at least from my perspective, that's how he's looking at, it, and that's why he's playing better. Yeah, I can see him playing for another five years now, and I'm excited. All right, for it. slowly roll. He's not completely. He's like 50 years old, but that'd be that'd something. be fantastic. If I'm anybody gonna, could do it, it'd be Tom Brady. How many? I how agree many, with you, but how many hot takes am I going to hear in this podcast today? Um. Or, or sheep takes, I should say. Hey, it, haven't, it hasn't all been me. It's on this on this NFL discussion. It has been mostly you. Mm, disagree. Um, yeah, of course, you would disagree. Nick, give me your thoughts on this game. Um, this game was a snooze fest. The Saints are an absolute travesty beyond all everything. Dennis Allen needs to be fired. And the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs because of how terrible that division is is another travesty because realistically, both South divisions don't deserve to make the playoffs. Yeah, I was about to say, the AFC South and NFC South are by far the worst divisions in football, and the AFC and NFC East are the best divisions in football. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... it's, It's so bad, but Tampa Bay, I guess, you you know, they're back... Just the 500 with the win. They play the Niners next week, so that's really going to be a big time test for this team. Uh, you know, their next couple of games, the next two games are the Niners and the Bengals, so they really need to figure out something in the next two. But with how bad the division is, it's pretty much a lock for them to make the playoffs. I don't see a threat in any of the teams that are behind them. And the Saints really had a great chance to make this interesting with the win on Monday night, but they just faltered at the end. All right, I think you summarized that pretty well. And the last thing we have before we go on everyone's favorite part of the show, uh, Baker Mayfield being released by the Panthers. You guys shocked? Yes or no? No. Um, no. So he you're hasn't... not shocked at him being released, but if you said this on, you know, before week one, would you be shocked? Yes. No, because I I could have I I could have seen him getting benched at some point. Benched? Yes. Released? No. Yeah, getting released is kind of wild. I think, um, I think, I think falling to the third string behind PJ Walker, I'll, I'll give you that. But Baker Mayfield sucks, dude. I've been saying it for a while. I, I just, I don't understand. He shows flashes every once in a while. It's the Browns QB curse, man. That's just yeah. I really, th- it is what it really. is. They you really thought they had it with Baker, and for a second, it looked like he'd be well, at least served. You know what? But... If there's someone that can maybe save his career, it's Sean McVay because he got claimed by the Rams. Um, question's going to be when do they put him into the you know the starting position? 
Maybe not. Week. Definitely no, because they're playing Thursday. This Thursday night. No, they play Thursday. There's no, no way, way he's going to play this week. week. It's going to be. I, I would say next week. Me, you might see him start because then let's face it, the Rams are not playing for anything. They don't even have a first round pick this year, so their pick is already going to be in the top ten. So you would probably see him play next week against the Packers on Monday night, or I should say, uh, two weeks in two weeks. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He's definitely not playing right out the gate. Had they been playing Sunday, I'd say maybe. I think well, it would be... All I'm going to say is, uh, but, but the Rams are not going to tank the rest of the year, even though they you know, they don't have a pick, so they have no reason to tank. So I think Baker is going to be playing for his next contract. So he's going to want to try to show out oh, yeah, as hard as he course. can. Yeah. yeah. He's playing for a contract. He's playing to stay relevant and. Maybe even try to get a starting job next year. He's not going to get a starting job. No. I said I mean, for an absolute... Johnson, if he gets benched by the Carolina Panthers and then becomes the third string on a team that deliberately said we're tanking, that there's no coming back from that. Your only hope of starting again is someone gets hurt. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, he's he's playing for money next year. He's playing just he's playing get, for a roster spot. He's playing for a roster spot and hope and listen, you don't want to hope for someone to get hurt, but that's literally his only chance of getting of getting started again. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and disagree with you. That's definitely his only uh his only choice left, but I guess we'll see. So let's head into our favorite part where we pick and predict next week's over unders, spreads, money lines, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, for this week's hottest NFL games. Uh Nick, you kind of alluded to earlier. Rams at home. On uh, first night football, Raiders are the visiting team. Raiders six point uh, favorites on the road, so it's Raiders minus six over under at forty four and a half. Who wants to start us off? Oh, I guess I'll go. I'll take the Raiders minus six. Okay, and interesting. I'm Any taking logic? the over. Um, okay. I think the Raiders are literally just going to go out there and bend the Rams over. Like it's. Their offense is good enough. Uh, Jacobs has been really good all year for his standards. Adams has been a beast, obviously, like we all expected. Um, you know, offensively, they just dominate. I feel like in this game, and you definitely have potential of the Rams going out there and finding ways to get a couple points to push the over. All right. And Nick, give me your take. Uh, I don't like to agree with Grayson a lot of things, but the Raiders are absolutely going to destroy the Rams in this game. And it's due to the fact that Aaron Donald also is not going to be playing this game for the Rams. That's true so too. The Rams have already lost a defensive leader for this game. Um, we don't even know who's going to be starting a quarterback because John Wolford is questionable. So it might be Bryce Perkins again. And the Rams' offense has just been absolutely terrible these last couple of weeks, especially. And even even before this, even when Matt Stafford was playing, the Rams' offense just was not the same. We knew this going into the season. season. Yeah, we knew this going into the season with, yeah. with the amount of players that they lost. And now they go into a game against the Raiders team, who's won three in a row. Um, they could easily make it four in a row. I think they get it done easily. I would, I would, you know, if I was really ballsy, I would go even more than six, but. I'll play it safe and do my six. So I'm going to fade the both of you. I'm going to take a Rams plus six for the sole fact that I do not trust Josh McDaniels as not only as a head coach, but as a human being, uh, I wouldn't trust him to, to dog sit at this point. Yeah. He has mismatched clocks. That... He has mismatched players. I do not care. Oh, uh, they're you... going on the road. Crazy things happen in the NFL each week. So I don't well, know how it's going to happen right but... now. Want who? Josh McDaniels. I would like him as an offensive coordinator, exactly. sure, but I, I, I don't trust him as a head coach. That's fine, but I I'm saying you would want him right now on your team if you could. Yeah, I would I take mean, him I as think, an OC because he's well, just then so... Well, you obviously trust him more than being just a dog sitter. Well, I don't trust Matt Patricia to uh, look after my pet rock, so that's besides the point. Well, I mean, your pet rock technically is Matt Jones, if that's the case. Uh, yeah, you're right. I... I we're not starting this again, but I'm gonna take Rams I'm, plus six. Crazy I'm things happen. I'm, I'm, I'm not that, that. That's that's not where I'm going at it. I'm just saying you would you would like no, Josh. Nick, that was perfect. No, Nick, that was perfect. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Rams plus six. Crazy things happen in the NFL each week. Uh, I'm gonna say some crazy things happen on special teams in favor of the Rams. 
and that's how they get the plus six. I think the Raiders still win, but I think they I think the Rams cover. Okay. But with that being said, let's get to our next game in division matchup. Ravens on the road without Lamar Jackson going in the Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Steelers minus three. Favorites at home over under at 37. Yikes. That is extremely low. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Grayson. I'm taking the over for sure. Not that I really think these offenses are good enough, but that is just such a low. Uh, you're talking. You, you're talking a final score that's like eighteen to uh, nineteen. Yeah, right like now. that's just too low. I mean, the Broncos um, were nineteen. Yeah, that last game was ten to nine. So I see why they're doing it. No, it's fair, but um, and give me the Ravens money line. Ravens money line. Okay, so okay, that's that's. It's a little ballsy. I'm sticking with, I, I I'm sticking with Tyler Okay, I, I respect the consistency. Nick, your take. Uh, the injuries will be all happy this Sunday when the Pittsburgh Steelers defeat the Baltimore Ravens because the Steelers are going to do what they do best and make sure that Mike Tomlin does not go under 500. They will somehow finish over 500 this season, and it's going to continue with a win this Sunday against Baltimore. So is that Steelers money line or minus three? Uh, we'll go. I'll play it. You know, I'll play it nicely. I'll go minus three. Why not? Okay, I'm gonna take you. To, I'm gonna take your pick too. I like the Steelers defense a lot, especially without, uh, especially without Lamar Jackson. I don't know if the over or the under is going to hit. I'm not going to touch that 37. Yeah, it's kind of dangerous it, to play with because I could easily see this game ending like. 27 21. I can also easy and see it ending like seven three. three. Nothing. So, that. yeah, or three, three, nothing. That'd be hilarious. But I'm gonna say Steelers minus three. Uh, Mike Tomlin uh, is gonna take his defense and he's going to expose the uh, the Ravens offense. Okay, and let's go to the NFC North now with the Vikings on the road, Lions hosting the Vikings. In Detroit at Ford Field, Lions minus one. Favorite, the five and seven Lions are favored at over the 10-2 Vikings. Minus, uh, Lions minus one over under at 53 and a half. Um, I'm going Lions alternate spread. Okay, and what craziness are you going to put? Three and a half. Oh, that's not I mean, you know what, in all fairness, I think the newer Lions like minus two and a half, so sure. Um... I can't. We all know I've been on the Lions all year. I've really liked this team. Um, and it's not that I don't like the Vikings, because I, I think the Vikings are a really solid team. I just like the momentum that the Lions have right now. I feel like they're a very confident group. And uh, may I say, Jared Goff has been, I wouldn't say a surprise, he's been a surprise. He's been a very effective. Well, everyone wanted to ride him out of town, and they were waiting, especially considering the fact that everyone expected the Lions to be contending for and a top pick. A top, and yeah. Realistically, they're going to get a top pick, but not due to their own factor. Even though they're still five and seven, it's more the fact that the Rams are three and nine, and they're going to get a top pick from that uh, Matthew Stafford trade. Yeah, it, I'm interested to see what they do after the season if golf ends up ends the year on a high note. I don't know if they take a quarterback. It would be an interesting conversation to have because you're going to have because a top pick, but the Lions' biggest problem all season has been... If I'm the Lions, if Will Levis is available at their later pick, whatever the later pick is, I would take him. I, Levis isn't going in the first round, man. He's going I, in the first round. I really... I, don't, he's going I think he's played round. his way out. He's going in the first round. I think he's early, fault, he's gonna I, make I think it. he's second, but... The the only reason he wouldn't go in the first round is if he has like a bad combine or like um, senior bowl. Yeah, which is possible. Yeah, absolutely, it's, just, the way yeah, he yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely possible. Um, All right, Nick, give me your pick. Um, this I don't like this game because it scares me to the fact that they're favoring a five and seventeen over a 10, 10 and two team. So the only thing I like in it is the over. I think. These two offenses are two of the best right now going. Um, and I don't really trust either defense as much. So I could see points being a plenty. I could see a 38-35 final in this game. 
take over 53 and a half. Yeah, I would definitely take the over in this game. I think I think this will be a fun game to watch. And if you have a fa- if you have a player for either of this team in fantasy, you potentially might have a field day this Sunday. Okay. Uh, I like the new nightmare, like Kirk Cousins, undefeated in afternoon games this season. He's going to continue that trend. But I'm going to take Vikings plus one just because they're giving me the extra point. And it's pretty much a pick them at this point. Uh, Kirk Cousins hasn't lost in the afternoon yet, so I don't, I'm not going to pick against them now. That's fair. I, I definitely could see the Vikings win this game, but I just like the way the oh, easily. been playing. Yeah, no, I mean, they're both respectable picks. The Lions are red hot right now, and the Vikings haven't lost in the afternoon. Yeah, the Lions, Unstoppable I, force meets an immovable object. If everything goes their way, the Lions could sneak into the playoffs if things go their way. Especially yeah, how that's... terrible the NFC is, it's definitely possible. Yeah. Okay, so the next game... Uh, Nick, shield your eyes. Eagles going into MetLife Stadium this Sunday, which will certainly be uh, a packed house, and you probably won't be able to find a ticket under $250 of popping nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. Eagles minus seven on the road going into MetLife Stadium over under 45 and a half versus the New York football giants. Nick, I will defer, and I will make Grayson start. I'm actually surprised this line isn't higher, if I'm being honest. With the way the Giants have been playing – like, I'm really surprised this isn't at like a 10 or 11 uh, for the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles what, minus 7, correct? Yep, that's Eagles minus 7. I'm taking the Eagles minus 7. Like I guess okay, I'm definitely surprised that they... Uh, why, why don't you go, Johnson? I have... Um, yeah, you, mine will be short and sweet. I think the Giants have a bounce back day versus the Eagles... And the Giants are going to cover at plus seven. It's going to be their house. I think their defense is going to clamp them down. I don't know if they're going to win, but I think the Giants will keep it close to the very end. And uh, it's not going to be your typical day at MetLife when back in the day when the Jets and Giants would play each week, you know, where they would clear out by the end of the third quarter. It's going to be a packed house until the end of the game. I think the Giants keep it close. I'm going to take Giants plus seven. I am also going to take the Giants plus seven. And it's for two reasons. One, it's a divisional game, and the Giants usually like to keep those games close. You saw it in the game against Dallas. Obviously, the game last week, even though they should have won the game. They covered. Their team's covered. I mean, yeah, you covered in a tie, sure. Um, The moral of the story is, is that the Giants have to play their best game this season this week. Because if they lose again, they're going to be in a lot of trouble at 7-5-1. and one cannot afford to lose. They really need to win this one. I think they're going to play very, very good defense. I'm venturing to even say I think it would take the under. And you know what, Johnson? Put that on my thing. I'm going to take the under in this game, too. So, on the record, under 44 and a half, uh, 45 and a half, correct? Under 45 and a half, and the Giants to cover. Okay, cool. Uh, let's go to the NFC East. I'm sorry, AFC East. Sorry, coming out of the NFC East, going to the AFC East. Jets on the road going into Buffalo. Bills at home, nine and a half point favorites. 44 is the over under. Who would like to start us? Oh, Nick, you could start. I know what Grayson's pick is anyway. Um, I'm going to pick the Jets to cover. Okay, Jets think, plus nine and a half. I think nine and a half is too many points. Listen, we thought that's the Jets, a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I understand the Bills on paper are the better team. But the Jets have not been playing bad. They even beat this Bills team a couple weeks ago. I think the Jets will do just enough to keep this game close. I just don't think they're going to go on the road and beat Buffalo in Buffalo. There's no way. I I, I just don't see a, a scenario in which the Jets sweep the Bills for how good this Buffalo team is right now. I think that's a fair analysis. Jets will cover, but they're not going to win the game. That's a fair analysis, Grayson. Would you like to uh, uh, Johnson, offer a go. Okay, uh, I'm taking the over in this game. I, I think okay. 44 points. Uh, listen, I know the Bills have been great offensively lately. I know the Jets have laid a couple of legs, but uh, this is a divisional game at the end of the day. I think this can easily end somewhere in the neighborhood of 27 to 20. I'm not going to say for who, but that is 47 points, and that's the over. So I'm going to say uh, both teams can score at least two touchdowns each and maybe get a couple field goals in. So I'm going to go over 44. All right, well. I'm actually going to mix both your picks. Oh, no. They're taking Jets plus nine and a half and the over? Yep. Okay, Nick literally took the words out of, of my mouth. 
Um, I really felt like the Bills haven't really wowed me offensively over the last couple weeks. I mean, that's mostly because Josh Allen's still not fully healthy. Um, And the Jets' offense has looked so much better under Mike White. Um, I could definitely see this game. The Jets even keeping this at seven. And it's definitely going over. Yeah, so you could see a game like 27-20 then. Yeah, I was thinking somewhere around there. Yeah, no, easily. So, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I think the Jets do keep it close. I don't know I'm going to put it at nine and a half, but I'm confident in the over, so that's what I'm going to stick with. But okay. let's go into our next game now. Uh, Buccaneers-Niners, pretty interesting matchup. Uh, yet again, another rookie QB facing against Tom Brady. Historically speaking, rookie quarterbacks are not good against Tom Brady, but the way the Buccaneers have played this uh, year, uh, some trends are made to be broken. So Buccaneers on the road against the 49ers. Niners, three and a half point favorites at home. Over-unders at 37 and a half. Um, I'll go first. Tom Brady is not losing this game. First okay. off, Tom Brady is a single man again. Um, this argument again. <laughs> and he's been on a heater ever since. Um, and their offense is just, they, they have a lot of weapons there. I really think that had this been Jimmy G, I'd probably be going the other way. Oh, absolutely. I would too. But I, I would love to I, see this Jimmy G versus Brady. I just don't trust Brock Purdy. He could go out there and surprise me. I really, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he does, but I'm, I'm all leaning towards the old man. Give me uh, what, what was the spread again? I'm sorry. I, I have three and a number and a half in my Niners. Head. Niners minus okay. three and a half. Give me alternate spread bucks minus seven. <laughs> All right, even. Evens are going to win by over a touchdown. That's some craziness. Oh, All right, my Lord. I have taken the San Francisco 49ers to still win this game. And it's due to the fact that Tom Brady had, could not beat Jacoby Brissett. And it took a last second touchdown to beat Andy Dalton last week. He, the Buccaneers. So you take the 49ers money line? I'd take a 49ers money line. This Buccaneers team sucks. I get it. The Niners, you can say what you want. They could be fake. They could be good. I understand they have a rookie quarterback playing. I just think at the end of the day, the Niners defense on paper is better than the Bucs. They're going to force Tom Brady to make some bad throws, especially with how horrid the Buccaneers offensive line has been this season. So I think the Niners will come out top with the win. Okay. I like the way you think. Um, I'm taking the over. I'm taking I'm taking the under here. I'm not gonna touch the 49ers money line or Buccaneers minus seven. Not take touching that. Both these. Uh, so you're seeing a ten credit final. Yeah, I'm seeing like a I'm seeing like a seventeen ten kind of final. I don't know for Hill, but I don't have much faith in either of these offenses, especially with Jimmy G out now. I think CMC and Debo will do their thing. I think Tom Brady will score a touchdown or two, but other than that, I don't see these. Uh, these offenses are going too far. So I'm going to take the under 37.5. I usually like rooting for the over. I think this is the only under pick I have um, for college football, for either college football and uh, NFL this week. But this is the under I'm going to take this week. Okay. Okay. Let's go into our next game. Another uh, fun matchup Dolphins on the road against San Diego Chargers. Dolphins, three point favorites on the road. So it's Dolphins minus three. Over under is at 52. Um, I'm taking the Chargers money line. Okay. Young Metro don't trust Miami. Uh, I haven't trusted yeah. Miami all year. I'm not. I'm not going to start doing it now. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, I, I can see. Uh, I can see a logic behind that. Uh, Nick, I will take the Miami Dolphins money line and the over in this game. Another team that has been very disappointing, and they just lost to the Raiders this past week. Chargers, I don't know what is going on with them right now, but Brandon Staley is definitely playing his is definitely coaching his way, I should say, out of a job right oh, now. He's fired probably so, at the end of the year. This is just typical Chargers fashion. They're going to have another really good quarterback, and right now are ruining his potential of winning championships. They did the same thing with Phil Rivers. They're doing it right now with Justin Herbert, and 
Miami is going to want to bounce back after the embarrassing loss of the Niners this past week. I think they get it done on Sunday night against the Chargers. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Chargers plus three here, so a mix of both yours. Uh, I'm going to say the Chargers definitely cover. I don't know if they win. Uh, but I think the Chargers will keep it close at home. I have faith in Justin Herbert that he could. Now that they're finally starting to get a little bit more healthy, Keenan Allen's there, Joshua Palmer, Palmer's breaking out. They still have uh, Austin Eckler, so they have a lot of weapons on offense. I think they can figure it out. I think they can make a playoff push. So I'm going to take Chargers plus three here. And our final game on the slate, uh, Patriots on the road going into Arizona. Uh, Cardinals at home, Patriots minus two on the road. 44 and a half is the over under. I'm going to start here just saying I'm taking Patriots minus two only because it's my team and I'm not picking against my team. That's how I'm going to, that's how I'm taking this. That's fair. Um, give me K1. I, I think, I think the Cardinals win this game mostly because I just do not trust Mac Jones. And I think Car- uh, Kyle will be able to create his own offense. On, on Call of Duty or like on the football field? <laughs> Both. Okay. So Cardinals money line or minus or minus two? Um my line. And Nick, take, take us home. I'm gonna take the under because I don't trust either of these teams right now. They're both That's playing. A very fair statement. They're 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 just really playing some bad football, especially the Cardinals. They are just well, they're, they're just an atrocity. Kingsbury realistically should be fired, but after giving him an extension in the offseason, I don't know if they really can fire him at this current rate. But he coached Patrick Mahomes in college. How could you fire him? He didn't even do good with Patrick Mahomes in college. That's um, a joke. And the Patriots right now are just – I don't even know what – again, I thought they were they were getting things back on track, but the bad, they had a tough loss against the Vikings on Thanksgiving. Then they had a really bad loss last week against Buffalo. I, if I had to pick this game, I'd probably take New England, but I don't want to even touch either of these teams for a money line. I, I'd rather just take the under and just play it safe. Okay, I can't say I fault you for your logic right there. I'm just taking the Patriots because they're my team. No, but I think that's fair enough. I mean, you can't really, I can't really fault you because I do the same thing with the Giants most of the time, but I have no confidence really in taking them you know, over the Eagles at the way that they're currently playing and how the Eagles are currently playing. But maybe I'll be happy next week because I everyone knows I was very angry in this episode. <laughs> but anyway, that's gonna do it for the All Cast No Breaks Sports Show. Another great week in the NFL. We'll have to see how this upcoming weekend will fold. And will we see maybe more injuries that will potentially impact some of these playoff teams down the stretch of the season? Only time is going to tell. Once again, I have one of your co-hosts, Nick Bavona. Join alongside Grayson Sheepy G. Marino and Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great night, everybody.